Hi, y'all. You're listening to the Get Centered podcast presented by the nonprofit, the Center for Individuals with Physical Challenges. I'm your host, Wendy Fralick, Executive Director of the Center, and we're coming to you today from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I would like to welcome our guest, Mamie Bias. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Mamie is a member of the Center, and I've invited her here today to talk about her life and her experience at the Center. So, Mamie, welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello. How long have you been a member of the center, Mamie? I've been a member of the center six years. And where did you grow up? Oh, I grew up in Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee. That's oh, my home. Oh, grew up. Do you still, do you still have family there? Yes. I have mm-hmm. some sisters and nieces and nephews, uncles there. And what was it like growing up in Nashville, Tennessee? It was nice. I enjoyed it, you know. And you were diagnosed with polio as a child. Is that correct? Yes, I was. How old were you? Well, I had polio at the age of two and a half, but I wasn't diagnosed until I was six years old. The reason is that back then, people didn't tell other people about how to get treatments or anything. So I was in the first grade, and the nurse used to come to school to check and see if we all have our shots. So she asked me if my mother knew where to take me to get help for me and get me checked out. And I told her I didn't know. I was just six. So she said when school was out, she would take me home and talk to my mother. So she did. She took me home, talked to my mother. And uh, so I went to the hospital and they checked me out. And at six, they, it was diagnosed that I did have polio. And they put a cast on my leg for about six months. They took it off. And then they put a brace on my leg, my right leg and my right arm. So you're at this school and they're basically doing this wellness check to determine if you had had the polio vaccine? No, to just check it on the kids and make sure all the children had the proper shots for the year. And what happened in that meeting that this nurse, thinking, we need to go talk to your parents? Like, well, what was presenting there? She saw how I was walking, and she noticed my arm, because one of my arms is shorter than the other, and my, my leg is shorter than the other. And she noticed that it was something wrong, and, and, but she didn't know what it was. She thought she knew, but she wanted to check with my mother and to get it checked out and found out if... Uh, we had had our shots, but we did. All of, the whole family took their shots, but I was the only one who had polio. And so this started to present itself when you were two and a half. Is that yeah? What you something were was wrong. My mother didn't know what it was. She knew that I had a problem walking, and she noticed that my my right side had stopped growing. You know, so that's when they. She was, they was concerned about it in school. So she decided to take me home and to talk to my parents. And they put the cast on your leg to do what? To straighten my, my right foot was going this way instead of being straight. It was going to the right instead of staying straight. Mm -hmm. And so they put a a cast on it to straighten it. And then they decided it wasn't straightened like they really wanted it to. So they put a, a brace on there. So I wore a brace on my leg and my arm until I graduated from high school. 
for the rest of your school career, you were wearing braces? Yes, on my right side, yes. And while I was in school, there were things I could do because uh, as far as running and playing, if I tried to run, I'd fall. As far as playing, going up and down, the, I couldn't go on the merry-go-round. I couldn't get on the slides because if you go up the slides, you got to go up steps. Right. And I couldn't climb the steps, so I couldn't play like I wanted to with the other children. And sometimes, you know, they didn't want you to play with us. That hurt. So you felt like you were isolated from yeah. the group because of your braces? And because I couldn't run with them, you know, and I was different for them. And they didn't understand, you know, what the problem was. Which we still see today being so difficult for kids, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not part of the norm, mm -hmm. then you're excluded from. We yeah, well, when I was um, a priest, I was a preschool teacher for 22 years. And I, I noticed that how some of the children were treating some of the others. And so I sat down and talked to them and told them, I said, how would you feel if someone in your family had a disability? And someone made fun of them. And so they said that they wouldn't like that. So I said, you need to treat other people like you would like to be treated. So I stopped them from treating other kids, you know, wrong in, in the classroom. Mm -hmm. So. Which is still a life lesson today that we need to be teaching our kids. Oh, yes. So. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, but that brings up an interesting point, right? So you had these physical challenges as a youth with the brace on your arm, the brace on your leg. Sounds like you ended up graduating high school and then they ended up taking the braces off. I didn't have to wear the brace anymore. I'm, I had gotten stronger. My leg had gotten, was straightened and my hand, I still couldn't use my hand good, but I wore a brace all the time. But I could wear, I didn't have to wear the brace and I could wear regular shoes like everyone else. I was able to walk across the stage with heels on. Oh, wow. What a huge accomplishment. Yeah, right? that was a... Um, That's huge. <laughs> yeah, so... And then what? You end up graduating and... Yes, I, I got a job and then a couple of years later, I got married, which I didn't think I'd ever get married. Why? Didn't think Why that... didn't you think you would never get married? Because I thought I would always be at home with my family. I thought I would, never, I would be at home with my family. And there were lots of things that I couldn't do at home because of my disability. Lots of times, my sisters and brothers would go places, but my mother, they wouldn't let me go. You know, and I didn't understand that until years later because she was afraid that I would get hurt. You know, so. So even in the home environment, you were sometimes excluded from. Yes. You uh, weren't part of the core group. No, because they was always afraid I was going to get hurt. Like when I got big and they was cooking and things like that, they wouldn't let me cook. There was a fear I was going to drop something or spill something on me. I didn't cook until I got grown, got married. Which then I assume you taught yourself. Yes. I, I, but I observed them, what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And I learned from that. And then when I got married, I was still able to, to take care of my husband. But I didn't think I'd ever get married. I thought I'd stay at home, that no one would want to marry me. But that was wrong. That was wrong. I've been married twice. And uh, I didn't think I'd ever have children. But the Lord has blessed me to have four beautiful children. It's amazing, Miss Mamie. Yes. 
And so where did you end up meeting your first husband? So you talk about that you, I mean, were you out in the community? Like, was your family like, you know, let's all go to church. Let's all, you no, know, uh, I, um, I had, I had an auntie and she was married. And one day I was at a store and I came out the store and I was going to my auntie's house. And this man, I thought he was following me. And he was walking, kept going the same way I was going and going, you know. So when I got to my auntie's house, I ran in the house and closed the door. I told her, I said, Maggie, someone is what is following me. And so she opened it up. She said, oh, girl, that's Winston's cousin. <laughs> it was her husband's cousin. <laughs> and so he came in and she introduced him to me. <laughs> and so we started talking to each other. And uh, we talked for a while. And he wanted, he was uh, a minister. And he asked me, would I marry him? And I told him, no. Right there, on that first meeting he asked that? No, no, we had oh, talked to each okay. other. For a while. For a okay. while. <laughs> and so he asked me, would I, you know, they liked me and he wanted me to marry him. I said, I'm sorry, I can't marry you because I can't take care of myself. How can I take care of a husband in a house, you know? So I told him, no. I said, well, if you come back in three years and you still want to marry me, then I'll marry you. Three years? Three years. I just graduated from high school. And I had to get, you know, get myself mm -hmm. together. So I got me a job and, and worked. And then were you all dating for that full three years or did he literally just come back three years later? He literally came back because he went back the way he came from. He came from Kentucky and he went back. And then he came back three he years later. He came back three years later and asked my, my father and mother, could he marry me? You left quite the impression, Miss Mamie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we left Nash. We stayed there for about two years. And in that year, those three years, I had two children, two sons. And then we moved away to uh, Oak Ridge, Tennessee. And there he took a church there and we traveled over the years. We traveled, moved seven times. Oh my goodness. It was exciting, you know. You moved, you, you had moved two more kids. Yes, we moved and we uh, met new, I met new people and new experience. So it was, it was good. He was a good husband. He was good to me and the children. And haven't you told me that your symptoms of polio subsided for a while? Yes, uh-huh. What does that mean? Then about, it means that my leg was still, my leg was strong. I could walk places and do things. Uh, I didn't have no problem with my hand, which I didn't use it much anyway. Uh, everything I did, I did with one hand. I learned it from a child to uh, learn techniques of, of taking care of myself and taking care of my children when they were babies. I never had anyone to come in and take care of my children. I took care of them all. I would, okay, like for us drying them and dressing them, I would lay them on the bed, get the clothes out, lay them on the bed, uh, put the diaper there and lay the baby on the diaper. And I'd bathe them and dress them myself by the grace of God. Because your hand, as I see it now, tends to sit in a fist mode. Oh, that's because I got it. But so, so I mean, your fingers move, mm -hmm. but just the, the wrist is weaker. Mm-hmm. And when it had the brace on, with the brace, the weakness is in the, in the wrist. Okay. Right in here. Okay. 
So just with folks that are listening, so it, it is kind of a limp wrist. Your your hand tends to fall mm-hmm. instead of being able to hold it in various yes. pos- positions. And this arm does not straighten all the way out. Right. So your your elbow has a little bend in it at all yeah, times. Yeah, see it's shorter than the other one. Mm-hmm. So that explains why you were trying to do everything one-handed and obviously became very self-sufficient to be able to succeed in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have all these kids, you're raising them. You also talk about being a preschool teacher for 22 years. Mm-hmm. So how does all that work? Do you raise your kids and you go become a preschool teacher? Were you doing both? How does that all fit into the mix? Uh, all my children would be, except for the youngest one, when I became a, a preschool teacher. I, um, I was married for for 17 and a half years. And then my husband and I, we uh, separated and divorced my first husband. And when he left, my youngest child was two and a half years old. So we came, he came here to take a church. But after when he left me uh, in, my, in my home in Nashville, I came back here to, I thought he was sick and he needed my help, and I came back to find him. And in the process, I decided to stay here because everything I had was back here because I only went home to visit. And so he left and did went, you know, his way. And so the youngest child was two and a half. And so I went back to school and got my degree in childcare because everything I tried to do, and they said you needed to do use two hands. And I was used to doing everything with one hand. But I passed the course okay, but they only needed someone with two hands. So I was okay. And the list of people that they were, they had, you know, training for, one was a childcare provider. So I said, well, I raised all my children and I've kept other people's children. I'll go to school, get my degree, graduate, and then become a preschool teacher. And so... I got my degree, and I went to Jackie's Daycare Center, and I was there two and a half years. Uh, and then one of the members of the church uh, told me about ABC Child Development Center on 17th and Memorial, mm-hmm. and they need a, a a substitute teacher. So I went in there as a substitute teacher. They hired me, and I stayed there 22 years. That's amazing. And no issues? No, no issues. But then we talk about how the symptoms of polio. About 20 years ago, um, I, I started having a problem climbing up on the bus. I didn't know what, what was going on. And my hand got weaker. It had gotten stronger, but my hand had gotten weaker. And so I went to the doctor and, and explained to them what was going on. And they asked me, did I know the post-polio syndrome had come back to all of those who had had polio, and I didn't know it. So that's what happened, and I had to put my brace back on. Years and decades later? Uh, yeah. Because your foot was actually starting to turn in again? Start turning back out wow. again. Wow. Okay. So that's the brace you wear now. Is that that plastic brace that you wear? Yes, Is that... but over the years, I've had, like, four braces mm-hmm. uh, since that since mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I have to wear it for the rest of my life. It helps. I mean, and the brace I have now, it was 
are made to pull that foot back straight like it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And now you walk with a cane. <laughs> and how long has that been in the realm of how you've been working your life and traversing? Like how long have you had the cane? Oh, I've had the cane about maybe 15 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I've known you for three years and I certainly don't see, you know, any backward progression. I mean, it all seems to either be maintaining or improving. How do you feel about it? I feel good because when I first came here, um, my leg was, wasn't as strong as it is now. My hand, I could not use my, my right hand much. And I did one-on-one -on -one with Kelly in this uh, fitness room. And uh, she uh, had a machine there to help me uh, gain strength in my right hand. And when I first came, uh, I had a, they had to put a strap on that hand because when I tried to turn the knob, my hand would, would slide off. So they put it there to keep it in place. And so um, I, about seven months into the class, uh, one day uh, we were working and uh, I had my hand on the, the, um, the knob and I was gripping it. And so she still had the strap in her hand and we were talking and uh, I looked down and my hand was on the, the knob and it was going without the strap. And I was like, oh, I was so excited and so surprised. And she was excited and surprised. I said, look, my hand is holding on and we don't need the strap. She said, wow. And I said, oh, thank God. By the grace of God and your strength, we have accomplished this. That's amazing. Yeah, so. Amazing. And then they have uh, the new step that I put, I sit on and work with my legs. Mm -hmm. So on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I go in the fitness room and work with my upper body and my lower body. Mm -hmm. You know, several machines that I get on to work on my legs. And then there's a machine I get on to work on my hand and my upper body and to gain strength in them. And I, I think I've succeeded in that. And then I go to the gym and have core power with an exercise. And then I do volleyball, I do bird ball, I do bocce ball. And then I go to the art room and do ceramics and draw pictures. And I love being in there, working with and accomplishing things in there. So when you talk about all of these things, all of that happens here. Bocce yeah. is here. The fitness center is here. Your fitness classes are here. Your art classes are here. I mean, everything is here for you to have access to. Uh -huh. And you normally come all day, Mimi, right? I mean, you. Yes, five days a week. Yep. So we, the center is not a day program. People come and go as they please. They participate in the programming that's of most interest to them. And you just happen to choose to spend your days here doing a variety of activities that are occurring and it's all adaptive to meet your needs or anyone else's needs. Yes, yes, it is. And uh, I think, I know that the uh, 
instructors here, they are very patient with each one of us and they would try their best to help you reach your goals. What do you think about the community here, your, your peers that are here? I think it's, they're wonderful. They, they are here to help us to accomplish our goals mm -hmm. and to feel safe and to feel love. And I think it's just a family. You know, I enjoy coming here to meet, uh, to, to come and get my goal, to accomplish my goals and to see my friends and to help them. I love helping other people you know, to accomplish their goals, you know, a smile or a kind word or helping them out whenever they need help, if I can. And so you're so active when you're here. If you weren't here, what would you be doing? Oh, I would be exercising at home, but not, I don't have the machines and things that you all have here. I would exercise at home. I would paint at home. You know, I'd sew or iron or just visit my friends or spend time with my husband. Yeah, you just do it. But you come here, why? 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 What's your why that you come here instead of staying at home? Well, when I found out about the center, my ex-husband came here. He was a member here. And then he told us about it. So I came to check it out. But when I came to check it out, I love it here. Yeah, we love having you here. Like, we don't we don't know the center without you. I don't know the center without you, Miss Tini. <laughs> You are a steadfast member here, and we appreciate that so much. What would be your next goals? Like, what, you talk about being able to, you know, have your hand on that doorknob and be able to hold it. Like, what would be the next thing you would love to see be achieved? Do you have anything? Yes. Well, next week they're going to do rock climbing. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to climb uh, the rock. <laughs> so we're doing a rock climbing clinic, right? Yeah, next So week. it'll be your first time on the rock climbing wall? Yes. Good for you, Miss Mamie. Yes, it'll be my first time. I, I've looked at it, and, you know, and I said, well, I wonder, can I do that? You know, you can, can do I it. accomplish that? You, know? you can do it. And then I want to ride those bicycles. You know, what's called those? Yep. We have the recumbent bicycles. Yeah, you sit down in and you move along on your own, which we do here at the center and we do at the river. And then I just want to mention that the rock climbing wall is also located here at the center. So when you talk about doing the rock climbing clinic, that will be here. I mean, all of these things are opportunities that we're able to offer here. I also want to shout out that you are an amazing bocce ball player and just talk me through that. Tell tell our listeners today what bocce ball is and what you feel like you get out of that. Well, okay, bocce ball is a game where you, where you use your your hands and your body. It strengthens your body because and it strengthens your mind because you have to concentrate on what you are doing. And what it is is that you have a white ball and you throw it out there in the floor, and there are six people playing, three people playing with the red balls and three people playing with the blue balls. And the object of the game is to get your balls close to the white ball as possible before the other person, because they can knock your balls out. And the one that reached the white balls first with all of their balls, they get the points. That's right. And I have three, I have three medals. I've gotten two, three place medals and one, two place medals in playing bocce ball. Yeah. Going to the tournaments. Yeah. 
So, which is another thing we do at the center, we travel. We travel with our adaptive sport teams to go to tournaments and competitions throughout the region. And yes, as Nini was just saying, you've been one of them to go. So <laughs> that's really exciting as well. So what is one of your favorite memories here at the center, Ms. Mamie? Well, the same, I've already said the most favorite member was when uh, I was with uh, Kelly and I accomplished the goal of being able to use my hands without uh, it, it being weak and dropping everything. Because I used to, at home, when I picked up something and put it in this hand, I would drop it. But now when I'm at home cooking, I can put a knife in this hand and close it up and take that knife and when from cutting something, I can use that hand ah, to cut with. achievement. Yes. And then while I'm washing dishes, I can take this hand and take the dish rag and, and wash the plate or whatever yeah. for the most part, yes. And you're also a very talented artist. You sell your artwork here. You sell your artwork elsewhere. Yes. Just what has that meant to you to be able to not only do artwork, but be able to sell it? And Well, I, I love drawing and completing art. I like for people to look at it and see the colors, enjoy the colors, and turn it on all different directions and see what they can find in there. It's amazing to see their eyes light up when they uh, look at a picture and tell me what they actually see. Something that I didn't see in it that I, I did it myself, but they find something in it that I didn't know was in there. Mm -hmm. Yes, and, I, and when people come and buy it, you know, and, and they can say, well, I can put this on my wall or give it to my child or to my wife, you know, and I have something to remember you. I'm like, that's great. That's sweet. That's sweet. So, Mamie, we end the podcast with the same question every time we do this, and it is, how do you get centered at the center? Well, when I, before I come, I say a prayer. Uh, asking the Lord to guide me, to help me to always be humble and be patient when I meet someone. And I just love coming here and uh, accomplishing my goals and to be with my friends here at the center because it's a wonderful place to come. Come and check it out. If you have someone in your family who needs to come to a place where they can feel loved and feel comfortable, Come by the center and check it out. You may have someone who would love to come here. Thank you, Mamie.